the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Today on Know the Truth, Philip DeCourcy shares a message he presented to students at the Master's University. Trials and temptations are part and parcel of the human experience. Jesus tells us that every day has its own quota of challenges and trials and indeed troubles. Trouble's going to come to you and me sooner or later. It's going to knock on our door. But here's the issue. How are you going to answer the door? Welcome to Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. Philip is the pastor of Kindred Community Church in Anaheim Hills, California, and our Bible teacher here on Know the Truth. Philip is also on the board of directors for the Masters University, and it's his pleasure to speak to the students there whenever he gets the chance. He recently presented a message at the Santa Clarita campus, and he titled it, Tempted and Tried. It's a sobering but fortifying message about the trials that builds a fearless faith. Here's Philip. Today, I'm going to look at James 1, a message I've called Tempted and Tried. Because in James 1, James, the half brother of Jesus, addresses the issue of trials on the outside and temptations on the inside. So today, we're looking at Tempted and Tried, part 1, verses 1 through 12. And then we're going to look at Tempted and Tried, part 2, verses 13 through 18. And I trust that God will use his word in each of your lives. I was thinking about this recently. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. Think about this. God has spoken to us. That's a staggering statement. And if it's not true, nothing really matters. But if it is true, and as evangelicals we believe it to be true, then uh, nothing else matters. God has spoken. And you and I ought to live life uh, according to the manufacturer's instructions as we find them in the Word of God. So uh, give me your ears, give God your heart, and uh, let's open our Bibles at James 1, verses 1 to 12. You know, a generation ago, there was an actress in Hollywood called Grace Kelly. And uh, she was also the princess of Monaco. And she famously said this, the idea that my life is a fairy tale is itself a fairy tale. Young people, no one gets to live a fairy tale. Life is full of trials and full of troubles. You can't get through life unscathed or unscratched. 
As someone has said, the trouble with life is it won't lie down and behave itself. It never does. So you and I need to embrace that thought. We need to prepare for that thought. Job tells us, doesn't he, in Job 5 verse 7, that man is born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. As sure as the sparks from afar go up, you and I are going to encounter trouble. In Job 14 verse 1, man born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. Trials and temptations are part and parcel of the human experience. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 verse 34 that every day has its own quota of challenges and trials and indeed troubles. Trouble's going to come to you and me sooner or later. It's going to knock on our door. But here's the issue. How are you going to answer the door? How are you going to accept your trouble? How are you going to respond to your trouble? And how are you going to progress within your trouble? Because I can put every one of you into three, one of three categories this morning. You're either in trouble, you're either coming out of trouble, or you're either going back into trouble. Now, James uses a word throughout these first 18 verses, parasmos, one Greek word, but he applies it two different ways. It can be bent in different directions. Parasmos can mean a test from the outside, often permitted and purposed by God to build our faith, to test our faith, as he talks about in chapter 1, verse 3. On the other hand, parasmos can speak of a temptation, a solicitation to evil, an impulse to do that which is contrary to God's mind and good will for you and me. And God is never the author of that. James will remind us God tempts no man. Man is drawn away of his own desire. So Parasmus can speak about trials on the outside that are allowed to build up our faith. And then he talks about Temptations on the inside, that if we embrace them and follow them, will tear down our faith. Tempted and tried. That's the issue. So, in verses 1 through 12, I want to look at several things. The first thing I want to look at, if you're taking notes, is what I call the people. The people. The people being addressed here are church members in good standing. You'll see in verse um, Two, that he addresses them as brothers. That's a phrase he'll use 15 times in this letter. You'll also notice that he calls them the 12 tribes who have been dispersed. So our assumption is this. These are Jews, descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. But they're brothers in Christ, so they're Jewish Christians who have been battered and scattered across the Mediterranean. Our assumption is that James, who was a pillar in the church in Jerusalem, is writing to some of his former parishioners who have indeed been pushed out across the Mediterranean. We can make an argument. The MacArthur Study Bible helps us to see this. It could be dealing with Acts chapter 7 and the persecution of Stephen around about AD 31, 33. 
And you'll read in Acts chapter 8 that they were, the brothers were scattered preaching the gospel everywhere. Or we could be around AD 43 with the martyrdom of James, the brother of John, under Herod Agrippa. Either way, we believe that these Jewish Christians who once resided in Jerusalem or Judea have been pushed out by the hand of persecution and providence. But they haven't been able to run from trouble. You can't. Trouble's coming your way, my friend. And what was true of them is true of us. And what is true of us is true of them. And so James writes to them, some battered and scattered Christians. And he writes to encourage them on two fronts. He wants them to learn how to handle their trials and to face their temptations. Now, before we leave the idea of the people who have been scattered and battered, I just want you to notice a few things about trouble and trials. Number one, trials are sure. Trials are sure. Did you notice what James says? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials. Not if, but when. It's an inevitability. It's sure to happen. There's no dodging the tackle of troubles and trials. Trouble is only a matter of time. Do you understand that? Trouble is only a matter of time. There's no living happily ever after while you're in your body on this earth. In fact, you need to write down, trouble is headed my way. Sorry if you don't want to hear that, but that's just a fact. I, I, I can't, you know, put you in some bubble wrap and send you out into life. Trouble is headed your way. Financial, relational, spiritual, physical, it's headed your way. In fact, as a Christian, you get a double scoop of trouble. You get double trouble. Why would I say that? Because like everybody else, you get a bad doctor's report, you can lose your job, a friend can betray you, so on, so forth. Everybody faces that, whether they're in Christ or outside of Christ. But then on top of that, layered on top of that, is the idea that you can suffer for being a Christian. That your testimony for Jesus Christ could cost you. That's why in 1 Peter 4 verse 16, Peter talks about suffering as a Christian. So on the one hand, we suffer as human beings, but then we suffer as Christians. A double scoop of trouble. Trials are sure. Number two, trials are sudden. I count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials. The ESV doesn't do as good a job as the New King James, which talks about when you fall into trials, because this is a strong Greek word. This is a word that's used in Luke 10, verse 30, of the, of the man who was going from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he fell among thieves. Remember that? Simply means that you get jumped. You ever been jumped? That's what we're talking about here. You can be just walked along the sidewalk of life and boom, life will slug you. That's the word. It's sudden. You can be ambushed. Write down Job 1 verse 6 and Job 1 verse 13 because there's a little phrase there that I circled in my Bible one day because it struck me. Talking about Job and all his losses and his crosses, his physical ailment, the loss of his family and his wealth. You know what it said? And there was a day. It's a powerful little phrase. 
Because some chapter in your life will be headed, headed under that title, there was a day when your life changed. There was a day when my life changed, because that's life. Trials are sure and trials are sudden. You can wake up one day and your life is one way and go to bed that same day and life is another way. And thirdly, trials are select. Did you notice? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. It's an interesting word. It means multicolored. I believe in the Septuagint or the LXX, the Greek version of the Hebrew Old Testament, it's used of Joseph's multicolored coat. And so James is saying, hey, trials come in all sizes and shapes, physical, spiritual, relational, natural, national. In fact, if you read this letter, he'll talk about poverty in verse 9 of chapter 1. He'll talk about persecution, verse 6 of chapter 5, injustice, verse 4 of chapter 5, and sickness, verse 14 of chapter 5. We will face variegated tests of every hue and shade. Listen, when God allows us to be tested... Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, says James. If God allows our faith to be tested, it will be different tests for different times for different purposes. A variety. James wants to tell you, you got a trial. Everybody's got a trial. And everybody's trials are different. Some are bigger than others. And it doesn't serve purposes to sit down and look at everybody else's trouble. Learn how to handle your own. That's the people. Secondly, is what I call the perspective. Got to keep moving here. Look at what James says about these trials. Sure, sudden, select, counted all joy. That's the perspective he wants you to bring to your trial. That's amazing. James wants them to be happy in their unhappiness. He wants them to be joyful in situations at life that will leave your eyes dry after crying so long. How can that be? He wants them to anticipate good and the bad. It's so counterintuitive. This isn't natural because most people count it joy when they escape trials, not when they enter them. But this, James isn't the only one that will argue this. In fact, in 1 Peter 1 verses 6 to 7, uh, he teaches somewhat similar to James. And he says in verse 6, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by far, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. James isn't the only one. Peter says it too. Rejoice when you're in the middle of different trials. But that's not easy. See, when trials come, we, we see them as unwelcome intruders. 
And when a trial comes into your life or my life, I go, hey, get out of here, buddy. I don't like you, don't want you, don't need you. But James is saying, no, you need to welcome them as a guest. You need to embrace your trial. Because, as he'll go on to argue, you know that the testing of your faith produces patience, and patience produces character. In fact, this is a banking term. If you're an accountancy major, this is your word. It means to count, to make a deliberate choice, to, you know, to in some sense put your trial down as an asset, not a liability. But again, that's not what you and I would do, right? If sickness, financial challenges, betrayal, tension at home, whatever the issue might be, I I naturally want to put that down in the liability column. This is a liability. This is a dragging anchor. But James says, no, by faith, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. By faith, knowing that God works all things together. Looking at the story of Joseph where his brothers hurt him and they meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. Believing all of that over and above how we feel and what our emotions are doing, what our circumstances are telling us, we say yes to the trial. We embrace it and we put it down as an asset. Not because it's a good thing in and of itself, but because of the good it will produce, which is character, development. We may not be thankful for our circumstances, but we can be thankful in our circumstances because God is within our circumstances. God is within us by his indwelling Holy Spirit, and God is working all the circumstances together for our good. Amen? That's how we can count it joy. Warren Wearsby is very helpful here, usually is. Here's what he says. If you're going to count something joyful that's not joyful, he says, values determine evaluations. Here's his point. If you value comfort, you're not going to find trials joyful because if your value is your comfort, trials seem to disrupt that. And so if comfort is your value, your evaluation of the trial is, I don't like it, don't want it, not going to submit to it, and you're going to fight it. You're going to deny it, hide from it, complain about it, become bitter within it. But if your value is Christ-likeness, knowing that the purpose of salvation isn't just to help you escape the flames of an everlasting hell, which is salvation, thank God. But more than that, we're not only saved from something, we're saved to something. If you understand that the purpose of salvation is to make you like the Lord Jesus and live like the Lord Jesus, then you're going to embrace the trial because you know this, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, endurance, perseverance. And when you let perseverance do its work in your life and you stay under the trial, allowing God to do something with it, it will fill in the gaps in your Christian experience. And so you'll value it. If you value character, you'll value the trial. If you value comfort, you'll struggle with the trial. Let's move on to the purpose. The purpose, kind of touched on it, but but here's the purpose is this, Christian maturity. 
a deeper, authentic spirituality. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various trials of different kinds. For you know, the word know there is to know by experience, either your own or through the experience of others. For you know experientially that the testing, that word test, is a Greek word to approve metal. It it's, um, speaks of metal in the furnace that's being strengthened and purified because the alloys are being removed and the impurities and air bubbles are being uh, removed from it and it's going to come out a piece of good Pennsylvania steel for construction, strong, durable. That's our word. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect. The word steadfast, supermino, stay under, stay under the trial. By faith, enjoy it in the knowledge that it's going to do something in your life, although experientially it's a sad and challenging experience. But if you'll stay under it, here's the effect. You may, you'll be made perfect and complete. That can't mean sinlessness. just means you'll arrive at another stage of maturity, a greater completeness in terms of your understanding of God and life where you'll lack nothing. I like, think Steve Lawson uses this phrase in a sermon on James 1, where all the, the gaps will begin to be filled in. That's the purpose. There's purpose to our pain. That's why we can count it joy. But what's the key before we leave the thought of purpose? There is a key, and, and it's this. You've got to let the process take place. Did you notice that? This is an imperative, by the way. In the Greek, this is a command, non-negotiable. Verse 4, beginning, and let steadfastness have its full effect. Here's what James is pleading to his listeners and the Holy Spirit through him to you. Will you let the process that God has intended in your difficulty take place? Or will you deny it, run from it, hide from it, complain about it, become bitter in it. Or as I would say, and I wrote this in a devotional to our radio listeners, or will you bail early? James is saying, don't do that. Let steadfastness have its effect. Stay under the trial. Surround yourself with a cabinet of good counselors. Draw upon the grace of God. Read accounts of martyrdom. Read great biography. Stay under. Let the furnace do its work so that the gaps in your life and character and knowledge of God may be filled in. We're learning about spiritual strength training today on Know the Truth. Our teacher, Philip DeCourcy, is presenting another message from a mini-series he delivered to the students at the Master's University. You can hear Philip's passion as he encourages young and old to let the furnace do its work. There's more of this tempted and tried message online at ktt.org. Or order messages on CD when you call 888-644-8811. And don't forget, messages are also available on the KTT app and podcast. At Know the Truth, Philip DeCourcy takes seriously the job of teaching the Bible, sharing the truth that sets men and women free. And we want to invite you to become part of this gospel-centered mission when you give a generous donation today at 888-644-8811 or become one of our monthly Truth Ambassadors. 
It's easy to give online at ktt.org. And when you donate $20 or more today, we'll send you a book that Philip highly recommends called The Strategy of Satan. It's from beloved pastor and author Warren Wearsby. This highly practical resource reads like a manual for spiritual warfare, giving you biblical advice for detecting and defeating the devil. Ask for the book, The Strategy of Satan, when you give a generous gift of $20 or more. Donate online at ktt.org or call 888-644-8811. And if you prefer to send a check, you can write to us at Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California, 92809. And if you're new to Know the Truth, we've got a free gift for you today. It's produced by our KTT team and designed to give you a handy reference for overcoming the temptations that arise each and every day. Don't be caught off guard. Get fortified with God's Word presented in the free Keys to Overcoming Temptation bookmark. I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd, inviting you back tomorrow. We're learning to keep our balance in a topsy-turvy world. There's more encouragement coming Tuesday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? The vast majority of the population is on social media, shopping. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surrounddc.com. Surrounddc.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is excited to start his own radio show. I'll be more excited to be joining the Salem team. This is the best faculty in talk radio. Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Eric Metaxas. Wow, we love it. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 on AM 780 WAVA and weeknights at 10 on AM 570 The Answer. You'll always get this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.